I'm most excited that I can read the book how I read it to myself in my head writing it. I didn't know how the process worked and how your director and your recording engineer were there right in your ear helping you get through it. I also learned and developed a newfound respect for how much rigor goes into the development of this type of content. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet journalist Joshua David Stein, Washington Post columnist Tamar Haspel, and data analyst Neil Hoyne. Here, Joshua David Stein celebrates solitude in the animal kingdom, Tamar Haspel on the adventures in growing your own food, and Neil Hoyne on using data to win your customers' hearts. Enjoy. Hi, this is Joshua David Stein, author of Solitary Animals, Introverts of the Wild. I've always been interested in what to call groups of animals on one hand, and that's a genre of literature called books of venery, V-E-N-A-R-Y, which were popular in the Middle Ages. And I have two kids, and my younger son, at the time that I wrote this, was quite introverted and didn't have that many friends. And I combined those two to create a book that on one hand has all of these fun names, but on the other hand sort of destigmatizes not having that many friends because I think so many children's books rightfully emphasize a power of friendship, yet if one is an introvert and doesn't have that many friends, that reality also needs to be reflected in books. Since then, my younger son has many friends, but my older son has revealed himself more an introvert. So I wrote it for my kids, I wrote it for myself, and I wrote it really for anyone who is solitary sometimes. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be fun. There was a big debate which I still think I'm right about, about the plural of octopus. Because I would say that a group of octopus is a group of octopus, even though they're solitary. But my editor and the copy editor asserted that a group of octopus is octopuses. Octopuses? I've always been taught that it was either octopi, octopodes, or octopus. Like, a group of shrimp is a group of shrimp, not a group of shrimps. But they won, which I suppose is okay, although it changes the sound of the book from a multipus of octopus, which is like, that was the original joke, to a multipus of octopuses, which is slightly less clear. But, you know, you have to sacrifice for what's correct, I suppose. I'm most excited that I can read the book how I read it to myself in my head writing it because tone is so important. And this book isn't exactly a cheery, upbeat read-aloud in some ways. There is some gravitas to it, and there's some weight, which reflects, in my mind, the emotional complexity of a child's experience. And so it was so exciting for me to be able to perform that in a way, to have the text read allowed the way it was read internally. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Matthew Rhys, the Welsh actor, 
in his natural voice, not his voice as heard on the Americans or Perry Mason. But I love the Welsh accent, which has a little bit of bravado and a little bit of sadness and a lot of joy in it. Not super thick, because then you can't understand anything. The last audiobook I listened to myself was a book called White Fragility. But my son, Augustus, is obsessed with audiobooks, and we're now on our third cycle through the entire Rick Riordan canon. So we've listened to all of Percy Jackson three times, and now we're on to something called Life of Apollo or something like that. And we listen in the car, but I figured out how to just put all of the sound in his little corner so I don't have to listen to it again. First thing in the morning, that's what he asks for. He goes, morning, audio. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. At the watering hole, a parade of elephants pass by. A tower of giraffes bend their long necks down for a drink. And a dazzle of zebras, brilliant brown and white, blink in the hot sun. But the panther arrives by herself. The panther is a solitary animal. Hi, I'm Tamar Haspel, author of To Boldly Grow. I wrote the book because my husband and I started this project basically on a lark where we would get as much of our food as we could firsthand by growing it, raising it, hunting it, fishing it. And I was surprised by how compelling it ended up being. And I wanted to share the story of what we had been through and why I thought it was important. Recording the audiobook was a new experience for me, and so the word I'd use to describe it is fresh. I didn't know how the process worked and how your director and your recording engineer were there right in your ear helping you get through it. It ended up being a super interesting thing to do. The thing I realized I had trouble pronouncing was Sumerians. If I didn't read the book myself, I would want Simon Vance to read it. And I know he's totally wrong for the book. He's male. He's British. But he's just so great. I've been listening to audiobooks that he's read for many, many years. And if he read the phone book, I would listen to it. So, yeah, Simon Vance is my top choice. And on that note, I want to give a shout-out to his version of the Patrick O'Brien series about the Napoleonic Wars. So start with Master and Commander and listen to Simon Vance bring it to life. It's a wonderful series of books. I like listening to audiobooks when I have work to do. I end up doing a lot of stuff in the garden or, you know, cleaning out the chicken coop or bringing wood in for a fire— and to have a voice in my head reading something interesting makes all of those things that much more palatable. And now here's a clip from my audiobook. I hope you like it. Striped bass are a delicious migratory fish. Every year they start the commute from in and around the Chesapeake Bay where they spawn and head north as the water warms. Fishermen obsess over the maps, trying to peg the earliest date they might conceivably catch a striper. And not just any striper, 
a striper big enough to keep. There are limits on fish you're allowed to take, and striped bass have to be at least 28 inches. The fish come to the south side of the Cape first, and we've caught early ones there, but the epic fishing doesn't start until they make their way to the north side and meet up with one of their favorite foods, mackerel. Hi, this is Anil Hoyne, author of Converted. I was inspired to write this book because in my decades of experience in marketing analytics, I realized how difficult it is for companies, for anyone to use data. Some of the best research out there shows that only about five to 6% of the decisions a company makes, five to six out of every hundred are actually made using data. Something that everybody universally seems to agree is valuable sits unused. And I think part of the problem is that data is also pretty boring. It's boring to apply. We think of spreadsheets and endless columns and rows. It's even harder to read about. We only have so much time in the day. Do we really want to go to bed at night and snuggle up to a data book? I guess maybe if we're trying to cure insomnia. So even though I had the idea of a large company CEO, CMO, or a small business owner who's just trying to grow and become more profitable, I also kept in mind my children as I was writing this. I have a two and four-year-old, a girl and boy respectively, and I wanted to find a voice. I wanted to find a style that embraced the honesty and candor, a conversation that is worthwhile and exciting to listen to. So not necessarily a reference book, not a textbook, but something that you really sit down and for several hours you have a conversation to say, what have I learned in my several decades of marketing analytics and what can you take away that will make your business better? If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be, it's probably fascinating. I have a personal fascination with just seeing how things are made, whether it's bubblegum or automobiles or now audiobooks. So to be front and center in that process with my own content has been nothing short of extraordinary. But I also learned and developed a newfound respect for how much rigor goes into the production and development of this type of content. I thought looking at it from the outside that it's pretty easy. You come in, you read, you know, you go through a couple pages, it's kind of fun. But you also realize how difficult that can be to capture one-to-one every word, every idea and thought exactly how it's written on the page. Even though in the end you realize you don't necessarily speak in line with, I think in this case, the Chicago Style Guide. But when you're working through an audiobook and a manuscript, the process is a little bit more rigorous and a little bit more intentional than how I usually present and speak. You know, I'm particularly proud that I was able to make this audiobook. It's a rare and blessed opportunity. I'm particularly proud that you've spent the time to listen to me talk about the audiobook because your time is incredibly valuable. So that takeaway, knowing that there is a permanent record, is something that I'll never forget about. If I didn't record this, we had to pick someone else. I always thought, just kind of for fun, that I would have Gilbert Gottfried do the narration. Everyone kind of cringes. They're like, I could not do four hours of Gilbert Gottfried, but you'd still listen and you'd still be smiling while you did it. And that would be a memorable experience. So I think his voice, just to be able to engage people in that content and to be able to enjoy the experience for however long they go through the audiobook, I think that would be just as much fun as anything that I put together here. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. The first product sold through Google was a lobster. Someone sat at their computer in California clicked on a search ad for a fresh Maine lobster, and bought a two-pounder. 
The next day, a live lobster was delivered in a box to their door, confused as hell about the past 24 hours. It was a conversation that worked for that time. But now that same person has dozens of devices and no shortage of options for their next purchase. Lobster comparison sites, lobster coupon codes, lobster reviews. There are more than 4.8 million posts on Instagram hoping to inspire you with different ways to prepare your lobster. One lobster even became a social media influencer, which makes a telling statement about the influencer industry as a whole. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.